Hello, and welcome to the Cinephile New Wave. I'm Duran. Um, I'm Emily, um, I guess, for today. <laughs> yes, today I'm joined by Emily, a uh, special guest. And today we're watching the 1970 film, Valerie and Our Week of Wonders, directed by Jeromil Giris. I've probably completely butchered that. I, I'm sorry. I think it's something like Jaromil Yuresh. I mean, I don't have the accent either, but... Uh, based on my preliminary knowledge of it, something <laughs> like that. I, I'd imagine that was yeah. probably much more accurate than what I tried to say. Um, the, the J's are never a J, is what I've learned with Eastern European languages. Right, right. Um, They're like a Y sound, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Eastern Europe, this is a um, Czech New Wave film um, mm -hmm. from probably like the most interesting um, time of Czech cinema, which was around like the late 60s, early 70s. Um, mm -hmm. Something that Emily is definitely more familiar with than I am. <laughs> Only slightly, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I'm an expert either. But um, yeah. I've, I've seen, uh, actually I did watch one other movie by him. I can't remember if it was for class, The, the Joke. Mm. Um, How was that? The same director. It was it was okay. It's just like I don't think I liked it as much, so I don't really remember much about it. If that says anything, but I don't think it was bad by any means. Gotcha. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be definitely like interested to definitely check out more films from like around this time period. Um, certainly, like it's very different though. Yeah. Like it's different from this one, which is the which is why I think I don't like it as much. It just didn't mm. have that same like fantastical thing to it. But it wasn't bad. I just. I haven't seen it recently enough to make any better comments, though. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, we should... Uh, let's get into the news. So, um, there's been a lot of things going on in Capitol Hill. A lot of uh, big tech companies have... Um, are, are being, like... Are in this hearing about, um, like, the monopolization of, of um, the tech industry right now. And from that... We've had a like a, a kind of like relevant um, news article about um, Amazon's role in, um, in 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 like the Prime Video content. So basically, Amazon is arguing that um, their users don't actually own anything that they buy digitally off of um, Amazon Prime Video. Right. Yeah, and, 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 like, this kind of, like, implies that everything that you buy um, digitally online, like, music, movies, video games, whatever, you technically don't actually own. I, I mean, Amazon is a company of evil, and <laughs> I don't really know how this ownership thing works. Um, yeah, so basically how it, it works is that... Um, so you don't, is it, like... And you don't get to keep it like after you don't have the subscription or something like that. So essentially when you buy something digitally, um, what that means is that you only get a license to use this thing for an in uh -huh. quote unquote indefinite amount of time. So okay. technically that could be an infinite amount of time. But right. at the end of the day, Amazon defines what that amount of time is. So they can actually revoke it anytime they feel like it. Right. I mean, I don't know. What can you say? They're just, uh, it kind of makes sense. Like, um, don't, you know, don't get your shit from Amazon. 
I'm not going to encourage any, you know, illegal activity, but, like, <laughs> it just doesn't seem like the most viable thing. No, no, to, honestly, um, like... Get I... your media from Amazon. Like, I just... I'm not even surprised that they, like, do stuff like this. It doesn't even seem shocking. Yeah. All the things that they do. The thing is, like, honestly, I would encourage, like, illegal activity. Like, I would encourage <laughs> pirating their movies because... For the, the yeah, for the side. sake for the sake of uh for the sake of our you know <laughs> professional <laughs> selves, uh, let's just say we're not endorsing it. But oh, hypothetically, oh, I am not. I'm definitely not endorsing anything illegal. Of course, I would never do hypothetically. Anything like that. Hypothetically, <laughs> it could be a more practical and like even a more ethical choice. Oh yeah, for sure. Situations. Um, actually, like in the on the on the consumer side, um, pirates historically have well not historically but like uh ever since digital media was like invented um have had like a better experience with that media than people who bought it legitimately yeah i mean like um not that i not that i've ever pirated anything myself why would i ever do something like that no of course not (laughs) but um at the end of the day um if you buy something off itunes or amazon you don't actually own that file you have to actually Mm -hmm. go through like this really like annoying and stupid often like poorly coded program in order to actually access the media that you buy yep and oftentimes um if you're like watching that on your computer or something the quality is actually not that great compared to Mm -hmm. like um a lot of like the blu-ray rips for example from like the pirate bay right 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 um and it's it could just disappear like what if they're just like oh, sorry, um, they make up a new rule. They could just, you know, they could make up anything arbitrarily and then just you could lose access to something at any time, which I guess is what this is the issue, right? Like with this uh, Amazon thing. Yeah, exactly. And like it's happened in the past before. Like people have like- Since someone things. else's hands, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. like, people have bought things online um, that, you know, just some, one day they, they go to their, their, um, their library and poof, it's gone exactly yeah um this well, is like i will always like encourage like buying like physical media mm-hmm, mm-hmm. buy physical or you know look look take other <laughs> take other routes other other means other other, <laughs> other means, means of acquiring your media <laughs> yeah but but for sure like um as much as you can uh try to support like the artists that are like responsible mm-hmm. for these things i mean yeah um i would say like it's it's probably like not that unethical to like pirate like a silent movie whom like everyone who's made it yeah. is dead like, or if you want to watch this you know stupid disney movie like who gives a fuck about giving money to disney at this point um, yeah exactly they don't um, need that <laughs> but, if it's like, but if it's like an independent film i mean like i think it's a good idea to like maybe pirate the movie for your own use but you know throw them a couple for bucks, sure like for sure as directly go, go. as possible if, if you we can actually... weren't in Corona times, I would also say go to the small theaters and like see them, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like as much as possible, it's best to get this money like directly to these people because I know like a lot of mm-hmm. times they might have like websites or like Patreon or something. Don't like go through like Amazon or iTunes or whatever. Just yeah, try to go exactly. as directly as you can to them. Yeah, I think even if you buy like I think if you buy like independent movies off Amazon and stuff, they take a lot of the cuts. So it's not. Uh... I mean, it's, I think it's the same with, like, streaming services in general, right? Like, yeah. they don't really like, give the creators as much as they should. 
Yeah, like Spotify, I know, and like all the music streaming services have like come under fire like a lot, because if we actually like look at the percentage they give at um, the musicians, it's it's tiny. Yeah, um, it's like a few cents, a few cents per. Uh, I don't know how many streams, right? <laughs> yeah, like it, it's like it's like a fraction of of a cent, um, and it's it's like, it's really gross because, a lot of like big artists um don't really need i guess that extra kind of like streaming revenue but like the smaller ones like, yeah. really do um mm -hmm. and unfortunately like the reality of like the music industry is that like a lot of these artists can only really survive on tour there's no like entertainment middle class you know like it's yeah. either you either have like these big multi-million dollar making like artists and and production companies or whatever and then like people who don't make anything <laughs> Exactly. There doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to be much of an in-between, like, <laughs> Right, um, yeah. I guess we were talking about, the, like, the corona thing earlier, but it's, like, I, I feel like that's going to make, it might be worse, or do you think, like, with the way that, like, going to theaters is impossible? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we, we've talked about a bit um, on Thoughts Podcast before about, like, how... Um, the, the like big corporations are probably going to start buying out um, a lot of the theater chains now that the yeah. um, Paramount consent decrees are kind of like thrown out of the bus. So basically what that was mm. was um, this this ruling, I think, in like late 20s or early 30s that made it so that studios can actually own theaters and like distribution platforms. But that yeah. ruling has since been like revoked. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, oh. It's going to result in, like, basically what exactly what you're saying. Like, an even greater separation between um, the people at the top. Like The uh, burger, the burgerfication. There we go, the burgerfication. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think, yeah, Corona is going to burgerify literally every possible industry. Um, mm -hmm. I just, even relationships, that's another topic for... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um yes i think um like the the burgerification thing is gonna be pretty much applying to everything down to like social relationships i mean you're not gonna like in probably in like two years you're gonna need a, an app to to make friends yeah. <laughs> um, i don't know <laughs> i mean like that's already uh, kind of like happening already like under coronavirus. yeah yeah i know i mean like i know that like dating is already going down that but you know we never we'll see the food you know you order mm. food from <laughs> uber eats only yeah. um <laughs> The only options you're gonna have are gonna be to Uber eat some like uh, McDonald's uh, or something. <laughs> right, right. No, you're you're completely right. I mean, like especially with like coronavirus. I mean, it's making people mm -hmm. like obviously more like physically isolated, but also mm. wanting to connect like with people more like online. And I mean, Every, yeah, and everything goes into the hands of like the tech stuff now. You know, yeah, the tech people are gonna rule the world. Well, they already are, but um, but at least with the movies to bring it back to that, I. I, I just feel sad. <laughs> yeah, no, it sucks. Like, the situation. Uh, stop, you know, just don't buy movies from Amazon. Like, I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can find, you can, you can find other ways to spend your money. Like, you can legally buy movies uh, without having to, to, to have a Prime membership or whatever. Yeah, for sure. There's, like, plenty yeah. of, like, small boutique companies just off the top of my head. Like, um, Arbolos, I know. They just recently did 
a restoration of Bellatar's um, Damnation and Satan Tango. Mm. And you can buy those, like, uh, digitally, like, off their website. Um, the funds go, like, directly to them. Uh, and there's, there's, like, there's, like, tons of, like, of, like, smaller labels that, um, kind of, I can't remember too many off the top of my head, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, buy yourself some Blu-rays or whatever on eBay, like, the the funny thing is, like, tech companies don't even, they want you to stop using physical media, you know, like, new cars they make now don't have fucking CD players, like, that's why your iPhone doesn't have a fucking audio, oh, sorry, I'm cursing a lot, but. It's fine, (laughs) you can curse as much as you want. This is, this is uncensored, don't worry about it. That's why, uh, yeah, that's why, like, everything, they want you to buy, like, Bluetooth everything, like, hands-free everything, like, they don't want you to have physical media. My laptop doesn't have a freaking CD, like, CD, DVD drive. It's really annoying. It doesn't even have a USB port. So that I have sucks. to buy an extension that plugs into the little, whatever you call it, lightning cable-looking thing, and then um, plug a USB DVD player into that. So it's like, well, why would I go through all the effort of getting dvd you know what i mean like they're yeah. everything is make is like designed in this way to you know so that what, what's that term like something they designed to be like obsolete like really fast yeah yeah um, yeah and every new update of whatever technology including like cars and stuff it's just uh like they don't want you to, they don't want you to even buy cds like yeah um, um they're, they're trying to kind of like take away as much power from the consumer as possible it's like, I don't know. It's like making everything intangible is is weird for for the psyche, in my opinion. But yeah, you're right. like, what can you do, right? Like, I there's something. Of course, it's convenient to like go into a car and then just Bluetooth connect your phone <laughs> and then hit shuffle. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm like above doing that. It's just um, it's it, it's interesting. Like you you know step back and think about like the ways that things are being made into like intangible things instead of objects like actual i guess actual things that make you think about what you're spending right simultaneously yeah yeah simultaneously it's like a convenience convenience conveniency thing but also Mm -hmm. i mean you're you're giving so much power to the corporations in order well convenience convenience in itself is how they get you it's like we're used to having everything be convenient it's like well what is wrong with taking an extra step (laughs) to like put in you know yeah no you're totally right i mean like um i've kind of made an effort more recently to like buy my books physically um right and like definitely buy like my films physically i mean like like you i'm definitely not above like using spotify or yeah i mean like look at me i don't i don't i i cannot bother to to put a freaking d DVD into that stupid device and then plugging it into my laptop and then like having to set it down and like watch it right. on a desk. So <laughs> <laughs> I basically either I either stream or you know acquire my media in another way onto my computer and watch it on my laptop, which is like whatever. That's it sucks. Um, but obviously that's like the easiest thing that pretty much the only thing you can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if you even even if we weren't in Corona time, like. There's a lot of movies that just aren't showing. Like, if you're yeah. not interested in watching what's there, like, what else can you do except just watch it yourself? Um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, honestly, like, uh, the options are just becoming, like, fewer and fewer as, like, the big mm-hmm. corporations kind of start, like, eating everything. Like, like what was happening in these hearings um, uh, earlier this week was um, that the, the corporations were being accused of 
basically becoming like soft monopolies in the sense that they would mm -hmm. kind of like swallow every like new like tech startup or mm -hmm. um like wait for them to become like a big thing and then buy them later i mean like like facebook owns like whatsapp um, instagram, instagram like, <laughs> oculus like and like all these like different like social media platforms as well as like you know things that aren't related to social media um and yeah, so like yeah. if you actually like look at the distribution of power between um these like big tech companies um in, in this industry it's pretty much concentrated in the hands of these few companies mm -hmm. yeah it's a, it's not even like a it's kind of a soft yeah like you said soft monopoly mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's what it is right um i it's think it's up. And I think that yeah. we should we should like as as consumers as individuals do everything that we can to kind of um, like exercise as uh, the the power that we actually have. You know, like maybe it is worth kind of going mm. out of your way um, to like inconvenience yourself to kind of pick up yeah whatever, yeah like, obsolete like mediums. You know, go out of your way to like go to a used bookstore and have to search through like a kind of disorganized pile to find something you want instead of just clicking and like being able to find it at that precise moment online and like yeah. have it shipped your house you know yeah exactly it's like, like again i don't always do that but it's <laughs> like it can be like i when i do i'm like oh actually it's not even that bad like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like you're not losing like you have time like you don't have to get everything done super fast exactly and like um, and it's 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 um it's fun you know it's it's nice to like yeah. go out and like be social and like maybe not during corona right but like talk to like these people yeah. that like know something about books or know something about like music or films or whatever yeah or, or don't talk to anyone yeah. and just like sit there like you know walk around there for like an hour and smell the old books yeah exactly <laughs> be, be in your own world like either, either way like it's, yeah, it's a great time yeah. it's a great way to spend some time you know um i mean uh -huh. go to your local record stores movie stores if they even exist yes. anymore like come on go to your local bookstores yeah. support your local businesses you know fuck amazon yeah <laughs> even if it's just for yourself for your psyche like yeah not having everything done like i i'm you know i'm always trying to not like get too accustomed to having everything like instant yeah. at my fingertips it's really hard though very it's hard really mm -hmm. really hard mm -hmm. of course yeah well um guess we should uh talk about <laughs> oh yeah we we watched a film yeah. for today didn't we I guess now's a good time as any to uh, talk about the film that we watched today. So we yep. watched um, Valerie and Her Week of Wonders, 1970. Um, it's a interesting film, very uh, <laughs> like surrealist, fantastical kind of movie. Um, mm -hmm. I'm I'm not gonna I guess like go too in depth in the plot because I mean partially because I don't. It's kind understand. of dreamlike. It's right. a dream logic sort of thing exactly. it doesn't make sense exactly um, yeah what like, happens <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie and pretend that i understand everything that happened <laughs> um, yeah but basically um there's this girl named valerie and this kind of like medieval but also like not really kind of like weird like anachronistic like amalgamation of like these weird time periods in one setting and we'll get into that later but mm -hmm. um and it she She's, um, I think she just had, like, her first period, so, mm -hmm. um, she's kind of, like, going into womanhood, it seems like, um, and yes. her grandmother is seduced by 
this like kind of like, like a vampire yeah type like of a guy yeah vampire thing into um also becoming a vampire and then kind of like setting valerie's world on fire um and then there's this like romantic love interest in this guy named um eaglet mm-hmm. um but basically like the entire film is very um surrealist fantastical i kind of interpret it as this kind of um subjectivity of the main character and that's kind of yeah. like why it's, it's like this but um emily would you like to start <laughs> So, um, I have, just to say, I have not read the book that it was based on. I know there is a novel, so I don't, you know, it's always easier to, like, like, oh, well, actually, in the book, it's, like, this way. I don't, I have no idea what the book is about. Um, or what it was. I, I think I would agree that it's a, a lot of subjectivity. It's kind of cheesy to be like, oh, it's a dream, but it really flows like one. Um, even the way that it, like, ends, it kind of, she, like, says a prayer and then it almost, it feels like it's going to reset, you know? Yeah, um, she, like, climbs into her bed at the end. Yeah, and it, like, st- it kind of starts over, or, but then it doesn't at the same time, because it's still, like, all the vampires and stuff are still there. Yeah, it definitely does have, um, like, a cyclical feeling to it, yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, uh, yeah, it's pretty clearly about, like, coming of age and coming into the world of, of being a woman. And she's also, like, the world around on her is just full of very uh lecherous <laughs> like weird people um and i think i don't i mean i don't know if there's like a argument that the film is making necessarily i love it because i think it's just visually very beautiful and i am a huge fan of this like anachronistic beautiful things mashup where they're like there, you can't even place what period it's in because the clothing doesn't like the grandmother dresses in a kind of kind of like end of the 1800s or early 1900s style um but then like you said there's this medieval like they're in this very medieval looking town i mean granted the european towns do kind of just look like that but uh in a, in a good way <laughs> um and there's like that medieval the traveling actors and like the music is i love the soundtrack to this as well mm-hmm. um i sometimes i just listen to it because it's a nice uh it has this motif that like keeps repeating um but it's also built upon there's the weird the weird like incestual yeah <laughs> I was, I was like curious about that. <laughs> see i don't know because it's like in the end you don't even know if it's her brother right because like yeah. It's always like kind of like thrown into the air. Like we're, we're not really. Yeah, the sure. information that she's told by the vamp, the the polecat guy, the vampire. Mm-hmm. He he seems to be a trickster. So like, yeah, he'll say this stuff. He's like, "Oh, I'm her father," and it's like, is he? Maybe he is or he isn't. Like you can't tell. Um, and there's like the 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 father is the younger man, but then he also turns into the vampire at the end. So it's like maybe. I guess they are siblings. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um, but I like this kind of film because it's like it doesn't really matter. I don't think you like you don't have to answer all the questions. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that like, well, something I don't like in movies is when there's a very clear divide between the fantasy and the reality. You know. Yeah. It, it's kind mm-hmm. of like boring when that happens. I'm thinking like um, like Jojo Rabbit, for example, where like mm. um, there's very clearly scenes where like. Uh, we're like in like jojo's head and then like there's separation between that and like in the reality that's going on in this film mm-hmm. 
there really isn't a separation, which is like infinitely more interesting to me because like like yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of like the scene where um uh Valerie gets like burnt at the stake, right? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly like she she uses like the magical earring and so she turns into like a dove or something and she like flies away. But yeah. like there's like no way to like explain that like rationally, like within like the reality of the world. Because yeah. I think like the world itself is really fantastical. Like you were saying with it being like anachronistic, it's like really hard to like place like what's going on and like when. Yeah, and but in a way it's like that is the reality because if you wanna read it as far as the symbolism goes, as far as like becoming a woman, I mean, all of this stuff that people are doing to her or like doing around her, I guess you could read it as like like the the witch the witch burning at the stake thing. I mean mm-hmm. you know, burning witches was often done to like women who presumably weren't actually witches. Like yeah, yeah, it was like it was like a power thing, right? I mean the yeah, whole the whole reason really... she's burned is because like um this creepy ass priest like tried to rape her and then Yeah. And she she magically I mean this is kind of uh you see this in like stories of uh female saints sometimes. Like they'll have this girl who like people a man tries to assault her or men try to assault her and she magically like gets away because you know she's holy and god is with her and obviously that's not how it usually goes out in reality but in this movie it's kind of the same thing where she gets away from it because she has this like instead of it being a a god christian thing it's like a little pearl earring that protects her Mm -hmm. well i guess i guess you could say that's also a a symbol for her being like some sort of holy figure uh Mm -hmm. but yeah the witch like the witch burning right you can't you can't really explain that and like why how she got away and how nobody really cared that she got away (laughs) it seemed like it never (laughs) seemed like it never happened um and so i think yeah a lot of it can can be not i don't want i don't like reading things as like just pure allegory and like oh this represents that oh god no that's also so boring that's so yeah it makes things boring yeah but i like to think that there's a there's a territory this dreamlike territory between things i mean that is how dreams are right it's mm-hmm. like none of it none of it is real but it is real to to you as far as like the yeah. fact that you're dreaming of things that are in your life um so yeah I, it's that's to me i guess part of how i quote unquote interpret it i just yeah. i don't really <laughs> i don't really like to think too hard about like what things mean but i rewatched it um because i in preparation for this and so like i definitely was paying a little bit more attention to stuff like that um the little details and um yeah that's uh that's definitely one thing the the witch the dove the animals um the way that people transform there's a lot of metamorphoses here yeah that's true there's like this um also like the weird thing about how, how like um the grandma is played by the same actress who also does like her mom and like the redheaded woman and like all mm-hmm. these other characters and then like I think the polecat is the same actor as like the dad right and like a bunch of other characters too. Yeah, I'm not sure. The polecat and the dad look quite. I don't know. Maybe they. Yeah, maybe they put like a fake nose on him. I can't tell. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, yeah, definitely that. And also, have you seen? Actually, I mentioned this to you. I watched the cremator, right? Yes, and uh, amazing that film. woman. The woman who plays the grandmother here is the kind of mysterious, like, <laughs> dead woman that trails the guy. And I think that she does have a very, like, supernatural feeling face. <laughs> she does, yeah. 
yeah that, that's, that's very, an interesting like, thing to find out yeah very like regal and timeless but i guess it can be used in this almost horror way um yeah oh i was i was the other thing i was thinking of was like the this is i guess this is a word that our professor um uses sometimes the pantheistic feeling of the film pantheistic. um right because it's like you hear the christian or the catholic actually no is it catholic they might be i don't know if Czech before catholic or orthodox hmm. this is uh embarrassing when i don't know <laughs> no it's fine it's fine, it's fine it's <laughs> fine but you hear the singing right like throughout the, the the chorus yeah um and the girls repeating the names of like saints like protect us or pernobus something mm-hmm. like that uh and then but then also like obviously the animals and the changing into animals yeah like and also and also like this kind of like um folk story you know it, yeah it yeah, seems yeah. like folk story. very much like from that region i would assume i mean folk stories around the world always have animal trickster people right like that's right. like a pagan thing and it's like pre, it's like a pre-christian i suppose yeah um it's definitely like this cool combination of like christian and like kind of pagan like local beliefs for sure mm-hmm. um, and, yeah. and that's the interesting thing about the old churches in general like catholic or orthodox countries is you do see these relics of the, the pre-christian um history even in like just christmas or like whatever celebrating the holidays oh, yeah yeah uh, i mean like christmas itself like was never actually originally a christian holiday <laughs> yeah it's just it's beautiful and i think that's i mean that's like one of the you know beautiful parts about like religious things is, is the the, his, the history of the tradition that's carried down um so it's yeah this movie definitely has like a strange it's it's folklore it's more for, folklore feeling but uh-huh. there's so much uh at least for me like the music like constantly um uh-huh. the choral yeah. music and then obviously the minute uh what is it called the missionaries missionaries and the nuns right yeah yeah the terrible the terrible missionary (laughs) um uh but i don't think that that's a it's also like it's easy to be like oh it's criticizing christianity or whatever because like yes the 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 uh the missionaries are the missionary guys a terrible person um but there's still like i said the it reminds me of certain stories of female saints uh, who are usually very young women. Granted, even the veneration of saints is is kind of a relic of like a pagan tradition, I guess. I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to like say anything offensive. No, um, go ahead. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I genuinely, I genuinely respect, like, I genuinely do respect like those things. I'm very interested in them, but that's just what it reminds me of as far as the film goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I thought that, like, the part with the missionary um, was probably more criticism of, like, institutional power and kind of, like, how, um, like, young women, and especially, like, um, during, I guess, like, the olden times, had to deal with, like, all this bullshit, um, both, like, mm. institutionally and, and, like, socially and also, like, personally. Um, yeah. I mean, like, you, the, this, this, like, missionary character, like, um tries to rape her and i think like that i i I agree with you i don't think it's like kind of like a simplistic criticism of like the church itself um yeah but rather of like the The nature of of man really yeah and like (laughs) right like like, yeah and like the crazy ass like society that like valerie kind of lives in right now yeah and like Um, but like also having to deal with like 
coming of age too, which like in and of itself, just like in, as a personal thing, is is such like a, like a complex and like strange experience, you know. Yeah, but and when I say nature of man, I don't just mean like literally men, but just people, like people, <laughs> like the sinful, like the sinfulness of people, right? Like yeah. everyone around her is just uh, like everyone around her is pretty sinful, like yeah. it seems, except for uh, her, you know, supposed brother. Yeah, um, basically, brother, lover, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much everyone around her, um, except for him, and maybe like some of the random little girls. Yeah, around the film. Um, are... Yeah, really quickly, I want to go back to something you said earlier about how you shouldn't really treat this film as like an allegory. Um, oh. Because I totally agree. Um, having all of these like weird elements kind of like mixed together, so like the different religions, the different like time periods, and all these like different cultures, I think it would make it too simplistic if we were to come up with like a single interpretation or a single meaning for this entire film, because yeah. I think that like, it's, it's more of some of, of kind of like throwing all these like interesting things together and like seeing kind of what gets out of it. Because like, ultimately if we think about the movie as um, seen mostly from uh, like Valerie's point of view, like her subject, she also doesn't know what the fuck is happening you know yeah i mean yeah. she's like she's like a teenage girl she's like going through puberty and she's like dealing with all these like complex issues that like she's clearly like not meant to deal with i mean like do you really think that like she would kind of like have a greater understanding of her own world like i, I highly doubt that yeah that's actually i mean that's a good way to put it. it's like the we only know as much as she does like uh in film which is like i guess the subjectivity thing that you mentioned um so maybe this this feeling that we don't have any answers to like maybe it happens is because she doesn't have any idea like yeah you know like we only we're limited to what she knows and what she's experiencing and there's no yeah there's no really resolution because by the end of the movie she's it's not like it takes place in a very short amount of time is the yeah. idea that you get like just a few days so yeah it's not like I she's, assume. <laughs> <laughs> not like she's you know grown and is able to reflect on that so mm -hmm. like she's I, yeah, I definitely, yeah. She yeah like i definitely do feel like she's probably grown a little bit as a person you know maybe i matured a little bit um but yeah i mean like her growth is certainly not finished by the end of the movie like nothing is really resolved i guess yeah uh, except for like her like dying you know i guess like she's not gonna die like instantly because like yeah. the, the bad guys are gone but i mean like you know she's still like has to deal well, with growing up in like that's this the kind thing of though society. it's like yeah. the bad guys aren't gone it's like you see yeah. him at the end like you still see like in this like idyllic place there's still people like just having sex in public like yeah. for some reason. i meant um <laughs> by bad guys i meant like the um like the like the fantasy bad guys specifically to the narrative but certainly sure, but, like, like yeah the polecat is there though right like i think you see him oh is he or, shit or i missed her... that or I don't know, maybe it's like I think maybe the he's not. Is there. Maybe I'm thinking of the dad. Like I think yeah, you the see the dad, yeah. and he's he's like with like some, and he's wearing the same like robe, and he's doing the same gestures as the as the polecat guy. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. that's I I think you're right that the polecat like the white faced one with the weird teeth doesn't show up, but mm -hmm. like you get this weird feeling from her dad too. Like she looks like because you saw him transform. Like the vampire guy did transform into her dad 
form like earlier yeah and then in the end when the parents come back there's something creepy about it like the mom is like when she's like when they're hugging each other she seems to be like thinking of something else or like she's looking elsewhere there's like this weird like music switch also right did you notice Mm -hmm. that there's a there's just such a foreboding like air about the parents when they come back and like again just the the gestures that the dad does like where he like covers somebody with his rogue sleeve which is exactly what the polecat did yeah um it just it like it feels like they it feels like it re- like yeah it like reset in a way because of the little prayer that she says but they're i don't know i think they are still there like at the end yeah you know for sure um, like like they're they're oh, it's um, freaky <laughs> what they what, maybe like what they like represent or like what they stand for like all of these like mm-hmm. weird forces um and like societal issues she has to deal with and also like issues like with like you know her own like body and like development as a person um yeah. both like physically and like mentally you know like yeah. like yeah like definitely maybe like the the issues of this specific narrative are maybe behind her but as like an individual like really like her her problems definitely are not solved at all by the end of the film yeah um and like we still have like this question of like is um eaglet like her brother or not like what's going on there um yeah and like she she definitely like um like during this film kind of i guess experiments um like with her own like sexuality a little bit like there is yeah the scene with um the girl who gets married i don't remember her name yeah hadvika or something yeah Um, yeah yeah. um which is like very clearly like the scene together of, of them is i think meant to be like homosexual i think that's like, yes, almost, like yeah. undeniable and also right? because of the fact that like hedvika expresses that she's not happy in her marriage so there's like yeah. the sexual frustration already on that end um with their with the old man you know that we start like that you see earlier right uh, yeah. um so like i definitely like don't think that like by the end of this film she's like you know developed like sexually at all i mean like she's 13 right so like yeah. it's like impossible for that to happen um so like there's like all these problems that definitely still like lie ahead of her that are kind of left open-ended i think definitely intentionally by the end of the film right and all the just that whole like the scene where they're like everyone's just frolicking in the fields and there's like people doing you know some debauchery like in the grass like (laughs) it just seems um it, it doesn't seem like anything was really like solved um yeah but she's like safe at least from the direct danger. I don't know. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. The the immediate happened. danger, like, like the immediate danger yeah. she's she's too safe from. But yeah, yeah. Sure. But then there's like the hinting at the fact that the dad really is like this weird vampire. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he also seems to be like seducing multiple women. Like, yeah. There's like, that, there, there's like something. yeah. There's like there's like what, like five or six women like in that boat with him or something. Yeah, and they're yeah. all like hugging him and like he's he's got that like sexy gaze or whatever. He keeps staring at you like. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's that's how it seems. Um, well, I guess so. The, the weird thing is so like so. I, I believe that she was, the actress was, like, actually 13 when this was shot. And so, yeah. <laughs> there is this comment by Brock <laughs> which is just, which is just trashing the movie because she's like, oh, it's, like, unethical that this director showed a minor, like, nude and this is, like, sexualized. You know, like, I will say, I do not doubt for a second that the director had, is 
probably a sex pervert and like, <laughs> like, like, like plenty of directors and musicians and just artists in general and in, in, especially in this time period where giant sex perverts yeah. and probably bad people <laughs> like let's yeah for I'm, sure i'm not gonna def- i'm not gonna defend him like i'm not mm-hmm. like a like i said I, it's, I he's not even like one of my favorite directors per se like i just really love this movie so I'm not gonna stand here and be like, it's actually okay to shoot nude scenes with thirteen year olds. Yeah. Like no, yeah. it's it's not. But I just uh <laughs> the smug tone of her reviews are really irritating to me. <laughs> and you know, she's just doing it for, for likes for uh letterbox cloud. <laughs> um anyway. Cloud. Like I said, uh Bra- Brad Pitt and her consequences have been a disaster for for society. Um You heard it here, folks. <laughs> i'm totally like i don't have her block because i i i sometimes enjoy it, it just fuels your rage right i like prodding <laughs> myself like going to a movie and seeing that she's the top review and it's something like some meme like an iteration of a yeah. meme but with the character name inserted into it but, um i'm, I'm curious <laughs> like, okay. let's let's uh let, let's kind of like explore like what what she said because um I'm but yeah so like what her take is like i said with the ethics thing i mean i basically just said i totally i can believe that he's again a sex pervert and it's probably not a good thing to shoot 13 year olds dude but mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like maybe i just have a personal attachment to this movie where it's like it feels it feels like a good explanation of um being a like a teenage girl maybe and yeah. like and as far as the fantasy, like, just the whole aesthetic of it, I watched this when I was, like, a teen, I think. I probably saw it on Tumblr. Like, I probably saw some, like, screenshots <laughs> of it. And I was like, oh, that looks really pretty. I'm going to watch it. And I did, and I loved it. So it just it speaks to me on, like, just a visual level and the dream. Like, I love, like, you know, dream-like movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really into, like, <laughs> recording my dreams, too. Like, I just think it's it's a uh, it's always interesting to explore that so i oh yeah that's cool again so like, my stance is basically like i don't think what he did was right like i don't think directors should do that but also i don't think that's enough to make me be like i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna enjoy this movie <laughs> because of that yeah and as for as far as the thing where she's like oh this is just men sexualizing girls the script i believe was actually written by a woman hmm. um for this film the screenplay was I don't know her name. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, but Esther I'm like nine. Krumbachova, I think. That's that, yeah, that's yeah. definitely a female name. Um, so there's, first of all, there's that. Like, if, you know, can you, I don't know whose fault it is that this movie contains, like, sexual themes and stuff with a minor. Like, and I don't, I don't even, I kind of lost my train of thought. But, <laughs> no, it's uh, all good. Um, I, I, I definitely agree with you in the sense of, um, I mean, I can definitely see an argument that um, the the filmmaker here like sexualized her in kind of like maybe like inappropriate mm-hmm. ways, kind of weird ways. But I definitely feel like the focus in this film is not on sexualizing her, but instead like um, portraying like a coming of age, like sexually. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that's actually a good way that kind of reminds me of what I was gonna say. It's like when yeah. I watch this, like, and I see her breast or whatever like i don't think that's sexy to me like i'm not like seeing that and going, oh my god that's 
like can i say that the director was not being a sex pervert when he was shooting those like no like i don't <laughs> you we, again, we can't we can't really know for sure unfortunately again he yeah. very likely could be a sex pervert yeah. and he very likely could have could have been sexualizing her in those shots but at least for me like when i see it like i just see a kid like i don't think that's I don't think right. that those scenes are hot, like, at all, right? It's yeah, like, I think like, it's like I, it doesn't, it definitely doesn't seem to be intentionally exploitative. But again, like, these are, these. this is, like, a very, like, nuanced and, like, complex issue. It's kind of yeah. difficult for us to, like, know for sure. Like you said, we, like, we don't know the director's intent. It's kind of, like, impossible yeah. to know. But just, just based on the fact of, like, what's shown on the screen and what really the movie is about, I I find it, like definitely more leaning towards like her um like like valerie like as as coming of age like you know both sexually like emotionally mentally like yeah yeah kind of things um and, 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 like, it's like it is you could say it's weird like that a man is the one who's doing this yeah, fine but yeah but it's like at least the, the final product for me is like i i it resonated with me personally when i was younger i still love it i still think it's like very it's it's very much like what if i were to make a movie like this is the kind of look it would have hmm, that's cool yeah um, i mean like because there but there is like certainly this this issue of like men telling like um like women's stories like and definitely yeah. like in cinema and like literature and all these kind of things i mean like you see like this push but, more see recently. i but i kind of pushed against that in a way because it's like yes it's true like i I do think that there are so many examples of men telling women's stories where they don't get it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if you start to, like, d you know, define things by that line, it's like, well, can women not write, write about men then? Because it's like, I don't, I think that's limiting too, right? Like, Oh, why yeah, can't... for sure. I mean, like, if, if you do it well, then that's yeah. a separate issue, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I and think... it's, I think that this was done well for me personally. Yeah, Just I, like, I would agree. Yeah, I agree. I watched this, like, even when I was, like, younger and I maybe didn't know as much about, like, you know, quote-unquote film theory and shit. And I just really enjoyed it because it, the logic, the dream logic of it made sense to me mm -hmm. in, a, in a gut way. Um, it's just, like, visually really up my alley. Yeah. The music is beautiful. Um, and, again, I guess maybe watching it as a young female, like, I, I was not, like, seeing her in this, like... <laughs> Not, not seeing her maybe through the lens of a sex pervert middle-aged man. <laughs> yeah. Again, very. I honestly think it's very likely that the, that the director is some a little bit of a skeevy person. It's possible, certainly. But I just think it's like, come on, like there's most, <laughs> like there's just so many movies that are directed by yeah. skeevy sex pervert like, men. <laughs> like, um, like uh, have you seen um, Repulsion by Polanski? Uh, no, I've seen, like, the, I've seen a movie by Polanski, though, and okay. I enjoyed it, and it's like, look, yeah. I, like, he, he was obviously, like, a pretty evil person, but mm -hmm. it doesn't, if it doesn't, if I didn't get that feeling in that film, at least, it was not about, um, little girls, so. Yeah. I think, I watched Knife in the Water, right? Okay, for, yeah. uh, I'm not sure, did I have that class with you? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think I had that one with you, no. Okay, well, well we saw that, and I, I really enjoyed it, um. I haven't. I've also seen what he directed. Rosemary's Baby, right? Yeah. Was that yeah, Rosemary's Baby. Okay, mm -hmm. I've seen that one. Um, well, anyways, I, I so I can't again. I can't say anything much about Polanski's. Like I just don't know that much about his film.
Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be like ride or die, like defending. Oh, yeah, no, that's so stupid. I'm not gonna yeah. like be like defend, die on the hill. This yeah. is my 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 stance, I guess, is like, look, I won't die on the hill of defending someone like this. Like, if the director of Alaron with the Wonders really was a perverted man and wanted to shoot like <laughs> stand on the top with thirteen year old, like I'm not going down the hill of defending that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. It's just like I. It's so that like snarky like review kind of tone is just really irritating to me. Yeah, but it also like it's dismissive of um, probably if there is like certain intentions by the director to like authentically portray like this coming of age too. Because like um, for me, like the most interesting part of the movie is um, how like, the fantasy is portrayed and how that's, like, Mm -hmm. interwoven and kind of, like, like, this is, like, her world we're seeing, essentially. Like, you're saying before, um, this is, like, the reality to her. All of, like, this fantasy. Like, this, this is, like, how she views the world. And this, and and that's what I felt like it was for me, too. Like, just watching Mm -hmm. it, I was like, oh, this is how I would daydream. Like, this is the stuff of daydreams, right? Like, like, I imagine, or, you know, the scenes where she's, like, not in danger like let's say in like the beginning like where you or like where you see her like floating around in like a pool like in the fountain yeah it's like i don't think people you know i don't really think that this is realistic she would be just sitting in a fountain like yeah. in the town square but like there's or in the courtyard of the like it's like but there's something so like lovely about that and like yeah. just imagining yourself floating through <laughs> some yeah. lily pads or like, or like like how a, she like constantly saves um uh eagle at also right yeah yeah yeah. yes actually that's a good point i i hadn't thought of that i was like for explaining this but yeah there's a right it's like not realistic i guess that she <laughs> would be constantly rescuing him from these weirdly like he's in like weird situations where yeah. it's like well if the polecat wanted to kill him he would just do it like why is he just tying him up like yeah exactly <laughs> yeah why is he just tying him up conveniently like chaining him to a fountain like for her to rescue him like that's like a fantasy thing right like that's like probably what she, like, maybe what you like kind of like a sailor moon situation like these all these magical girl shows like have this um speak to this desire i guess for like yeah. <laughs> little girls wanting to be heroes but in a different way like they're still <laughs> they're still like wearing weird outfits and stuff but they're saving the day like something like that yeah um, yeah um, something like that i guess is part of also what i meant by like it like speaks to me or like it, it yeah i can see why it speaks to other people as well it can it can it can like <laughs> um it you it says something more on like maybe an emotional level rather than like an yeah, intellectual yeah. one you know like something like mm-hmm. uh weird that like your monkey brain kind of like picks up on not necessarily like intellectually um like mm-hmm. for like for example um her and not to get like overly in like the interpretation and like annoying about it kind of sense but maybe like the fact that like he ke- she keeps saving him could represent the fact that like uh they have like a deep like emotional relationship and like they they're able to mm-hmm. like talk to each other and so like her like physically saving him could like kind of mean like helping him out like emotionally or something like that yeah but like you know that's just well, like that's like actually the fact that the fact that he's like the fact that he's, like, a bit older than her, um, you know, you could be like, oh, that's, like, problematic because, like, why is he older? Like, why are they... Mm-hmm. But let's be, like, if you're being realistic, like, when you 
like a 13 year like a 13 year old girl like daydreaming about a prince or something isn't going yeah. to imagine like a 13 year old boy you know yeah, what I'm yeah, like, that's, yeah that's, that's that's what i was gonna say too like a lot of these problematic mm-hmm. elements are certainly problematic like don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but you have to also like understand that like this does come from like this perspective and like i mean it's not one that i've had it, it's one yeah. that like makes sense to me like it's yeah. like i don't think that they're i mean also like i don't think like I guess with the what I meant about not overinterpreting, like I think it's totally fine to like, like read this uh, somewhat allegorically because I think it is yeah. like it is certainly elements about... of it. Yeah, definitely like, el- like yeah, it's literally about coming elements. of age. But it's I think I think it's age. yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's like stupid to kind of have like an overall like super specific interpretation. yeah or like one on one like one on one for every symbol yeah um but there's there is definitely a lot of like symbolism that he inserts like like a pearl earring is like purity yeah. like you know that's like it's yeah, almost yeah. like over it's almost like two on the nose like <laughs> like, people, or like a de- like a dove right like yeah um oh yeah that's 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 pretty white, obvious isn't it <laughs> right like she wears white she wears white all the time mm-hmm. um the polecat is all dressed in black like death polecat yeah. is all dressed in black also the mom is like comes out of this black carriage that the polecat right. is also in something about the horse carriages everywhere um mm-hmm. This is the other thing about the Czech movies is like I always <laughs> like in the few that I've seen I feel like I see the same motifs. Yeah. There's the there's the carriages. Um, this one doesn't have it, but in a lot of Czech movies there's like a always oh, a hanging like someone ends up hanging themselves or like yeah like uh, like the um like the like the uh, the the priest guy in this movie right? Oh, actually, this I totally forgot about that. Actually, this yeah. does have a noose. Wow. Yeah, there you so go. Far. What so a, what? Every single Czech movie I've seen has a noose in it. Like, like what? I'm, I'm curious. Like, do you do you remember off the top of your head? Yeah. Uh, well, the cremator. He kills. Spoiler alert! He kills his <laughs> wife. Right. Like on the right. The yeah. 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 That's And then so and also there's like the whole shower thing that kind of reminds you of the Holocaust. And then mm-hmm. uh, Adelheid is one that this one I watched for class, where there is a hanging. Also, that actor shows up in a different. <laughs> This is like a complicated web of things, but I watched this movie Morgiana mm-hmm. uh, recently, which was also amazing. I probably should have given it a five star. I did. I, I think I did. Um, <laughs> it's directed by the same guy who did The Cremator, right? And oh, so shit, again, there's some reappearing actors in there as well. But there's a there's a hanging. Um, hmm. Spoiler alert! Like, <laughs> there's also a lot of horse carriages in that one. <laughs> like I don't know. There's just something like funny. Um. That's funny about noticing, noticing how they like <laughs> seem to all have this. <laughs> um, yeah, like the, yeah, that is, that is interesting. The joke, how there's like re- reoccurring the elements. Joke, yeah. yeah, the joke might have had a noose. I don't remember. I saw that a long time ago. Or like hmm. some suicidal motif. Uh, there, there's definitely one more that I'm forgetting. Uh, there's one. There's one that's about called like the shop. Was it the shop on Main Street? Um, Again, I don't remember if you were in that class with me. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. No, we, I think we only okay. had the uh, like the, the the Soviet one up to like the sixties. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we watched we watched Czech movies there, and like there's it's kind of about bef- uh, when the Germans take over, I think. Hmm. Um, and then in the end, the guy hangs himself as well. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the, the Czech movies and the nooses, but yeah, it might <laughs> be like. Be a... like all these like connections you're seeing might have something to do with like culture maybe you know like yeah um, maybe kind of like folklore more like well also as our professor might suggest there's probably something political to it like oh yeah they're uh they're con- so they're 
in the beginning of the war, I, I believe they become like a Nazi country, right? They're like under German control. And so some of these movies, uh, Closely Watched Trains is another one I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't, I don't know if it has a noose, but it does have a suicidal gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, right? They're like, they're, they're under German control, I think, during the, I'm not a history expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they're like a communist country later, right? Yeah. So... Uh, I don't know, I wonder if there's this kind of, like, nihil, uh, I don't know what the word is, like, surrender to, is that nihilistic? Like, if you're just... Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe, like, maybe kind of like... Yeah. yeah, some, like, ambivalence towards life, really. Mm-hmm. Um, guilt, stuff that drives you to suicide, I suppose, yeah. uh, are all those things. Um, um, actually, now that you mention it, um, the politics, I mean, like, I, so I've seen, the other tech movies I've seen are, like, The Cremator and Daisies, which I kind of interpret to be pretty, like, explicitly... Oh, I've seen Daisies, too, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, my God, so good, so good. Um, I interpret oh, actually, them... yeah? I, sorry, I'm interrupting, but I, again, I don't know if it's correct, because I think I just read it, like, a week yesterday, but, like, this, I don't know if the screenplay for this it has something to do with Daisies as well, like, maybe she was involved in that, I don't know, this, uh, this the, the writer. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're right, she actually did write, write Daisies also. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, there we go. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, yeah, which is another movie about, you know, like, young girls, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wait, go on with what you're saying about Daisies. Yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah, she, so she's actually written some other um, very heat love films, too, like, uh, Fruit of Paradise. Um, nice, yeah. nice. But, uh, yeah, so I was gonna say, um, in all these Czech movies I've watched, um, there does seem to be pretty, like, explicit, like, political elements in them. I mean, like, The Cremator, I think, is very obviously, like, an anti-fascist film, anti-Nazi mm. film. Yeah, yeah, um, Daisies is pretty, like, explicitly um, a feminist film in the sense that um, it's talking about how, like, the constraints of, like, socialist realism and, like, communism box women into like this like really like small like part you know while kind of giving the guise of like freedom um Mm -hmm. i'm curious because i didn't really detect much maybe like contemporary political stuff in this film did you find anything about that so but i mentioned i saw another movie by him the joke again i like i barely remember i did not rewatch that one for this but like (laughs) i know that one was pretty explicitly political Mm -hmm. um I believe the plot line, like, involves uh, a guy who, like, does he, like, lose his job? So it has something to do with, like, contemporary politics. This one, yeah. I don't know. Um, I would say, like, no. Yeah. But in the set, as far as the fact that it's, like, really weird, and I wonder... I mean, in the 70s, do they still have, like, censorship there? No, I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. But, I mean, it could be political in the sense that it's trying to maybe create a kind of, like, unifying Czech culture, you know? Or it could be political in the sense that it's not um, explicitly political. Like, True. it's not suggesting that she is saved or yeah, that she is, like, the cause of the problem is, like, one thing. Or that she'll be saved by something else. There's no, like... Yeah, I think the, the absence of, like, a political message could be in itself, like, a... 
you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah for sure. Um, the reason why I even bring it up is because I know that like the Czech New Wave was was like pretty defined in like its politics. Um, mm -hmm. It came out of like a response to the kind of like authoritarian censorship around that time, um, and so it's kind of a fucking miracle that like any of these films ever really saw the light of day. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's certainly such a, like an interesting like creative period. Um, well, I always the other flip side to that is like not not about this movie specifically, but um, like what, censorship is obviously like really bad during the time. But at, at the same time, like maybe you could say the same about like a free country, like where oh, you know, like oh, how did how did this movie ever get funded by a production yeah. company? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like, know, like because like these people had would have maybe not this movie because this this seems later but like i know the earlier new movies like they still had state funding and everything like which is yeah. it was just bizarre to imagine yeah, yeah. that that like got approved and stuff um so you wonder if like would that movie be made here either like would you i don't know censorship is it's interesting because it's like they had it obviously state enforced yeah. and like very explicit but in a way like we still have censorship as far as like market oh my god like, yeah, marketability, like, right? like, like um <laughs> if we look at like american films that are made today if you yeah, want yeah, yeah. if you want to use like the u.s military in any way like the actual military you so, have like, to get it approved planes. exactly yeah, you, and like so you have to get it approved and you have to show the u.s military in a positive light so like <laughs> if you why. show like anything any criticism of the yeah. U.S. military in your film, they will not touch your film with a fucking one hundred meter pole. Yeah, like there is right. no they'll chance. They'll give you, they'll give you money if you're making it positive. Yeah, right. Like, that, like that's they why, literally. Like, the, yeah, that's why like the Transformers funding. movies are like so like pro U.S. military, you know. Yeah, because um, they probably provide you with the budget to like use, I don't know, prop like the plane props and shit. Like, I don't know how that works. Um, yeah, like like um they they give you like. The Humvees and the tanks and like the, yes, um, the yes, airplanes exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, good fucking luck if you're trying to make anything like <laughs> remotely against or, or like criticizing because that's, the military. That's the thing, right? Like, imagine this movie, like Valerie, like uh, and Week of Wonders being made today. Like, yeah. I don't even know if that would happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hundred percent. Kind of yeah. There's, there's it's like kind this... of interesting that it was made then, but also like. Even if it came out now, I think it would be pretty... Yeah, there's, like, this, 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 like, false idea that just because, like, the United States has, like, quote-unquote, like, this free market and, like, we have, like, freedom of speech and that kind of thing, they're like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, like, anyone can make anything about anything. That's so wrong. <laughs> it's so, like, stupid. Like, it's so fucking stupid. Like, um, yeah. one of my favorite um, filmmakers, Kenneth Anger, um, I think in, like, the 40s made this a short film called Fireworks, which like mm -hmm. explicitly depicts a um like like uh homosexuality um yeah, yeah and he was literally like arrested for making that movie <laughs> he was literally arrested and he had to like go to court to like defend that this I was think, like an artistic work like and this is the, the, i think the that we have it yeah i mean we have it in a more banal way like yeah i mean the arresting thing is like only at the extreme end you know what i yeah. mean like you just not being able to get something made is like like yeah. from the start yeah it's like... If, like, if you don't if you don't like propagate like the status quo narrative or like if you don't make something like pro like neoliberal it's not gonna mm -hmm. get like a lot of funding you know like like if like if the avengers had like some fucking commentary <laughs> about like you know eating the rich and like redistributing power you know like they would never get made yeah at all um it's a it's, yeah, it's so... a different kind of censorship that's, yeah, so um, I 
yeah people like really i, I think don't understand this when it comes to like american quote-unquote like free films right, compared to like right. these like, like eastern european ones right i mean now at this point it's like every country is becoming america so it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like <laughs> um it's kind of not even it's like the same everywhere at this point right like they're they ha- every country has its own version of the avengers so. oh yeah yeah um, um yeah yeah like people but, people like laugh at um at like contemporary like chinese like films like blockbuster films for yeah. like propagating like you know propaganda and stuff like that and then they're like yeah I know. oh you know what the united states it doesn't make any propaganda <laughs> movies you know but also it's like that's literally the fact that china culturally is is becoming americanized like those yeah. like chinese people in the fucking like I don't know. They were never interested in, in uh, superhero movies until they marked, opened up, and they're like, "Oh, those are fun and entertaining for the masses." Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's um, it's yeah, it's propaganda. Obviously, it's so obvious it slaps you in the face with it. But yeah, it's like, wh- well, we just do it in a more um, elegant way, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like subtle and and like not, not like in a not like in like a state mandated legal way. But in, and it's subtle in like a because funding way. Yeah. it's subtle because the protagonists of big action movies are always heralded as like resisting something, right? So they're like yeah. they're like heroes because they're fighting against a supposedly like oppressive evil force. Yeah. Um, and so it makes you think like that's I don't I, I'm not really sure how to. <laughs> you know, I, I get what you're saying, but like nice in, in like reality, like you have. Like the new like Mulan movie, which is like groomed for like a Chinese like audience, like one that will like uh, that like the 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 government will like accept to be played there. Yeah, but uh, the equivalent, I would say, like I haven't seen it, but um, yeah, what's I that Brie, I Brie? What's that Brie Larson superhero that she does? Like, isn't that like funded by the Air Force? Like they do like oh promo yeah 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 for sure with for the sure. U.S. Air Force. Like yeah. it's like the girl boss. Um, <laughs> U.S. military, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl exactly. Like, girl boss, go, 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 bomb brown people, girl boss. <laughs> it's the right, right. It's the justification that it's like these heroes are 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 spreading human rights or whatever. Like it's it's you could, yeah, you could easily. It's not even like hidden, whenever, right? Like whenever, the, yeah, the propaganda exactly, yeah. is not hidden, like. Whenever the United States says that they're spreading freedom and democracy, what they actually mean yeah. is they want to go fucking bomb more people and like yeah. invade other countries. It's just it's it's a front. It's a front. Yeah. It's no it's it's really like not that different from like um the expansion of forces like during like the USSR or like whatever. It just mm-hmm. it is like the way that they sell it is different. It it like you yeah. said it's like more subtle, more about like the money maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like a it's a little bit more natural in the sense that it's like, oh, you know, no one's going to want to see that. So, mm. like, they come up with this formula for for movies. But I back to the, the Czech thing, like, or how this movie is potentially political, like, I guess I already said it, right? Like, it's the fact that it's not, um, it doesn't seem, like, ideological. <laughs> anyway, no, I think yeah. maybe you could, you could possibly read it, like, like we talked about the, the, the missionaries. Why can't I always forget that? I can't, I can't say that word. <laughs> I was gonna say something like magistrates or something. Like, no, no, <laughs> the missionaries, not the yeah, the missionaries. Um, he, he he talks about going to Africa, and then he basically implies that they like raped 
like an African girl there. Um, yeah. Oh God, that was so weird. And Holy then shit, he, yeah. he wears these like teeth around his neck. I guess you could see that as like a common um, colonialism, maybe. I don't know. I think I definitely uh, think I definitely agree with you, but I think it's also like yeah. um, more broadly viewed as well. You know, like yeah, yeah, um, like it just like comments on like institutional power, like in general, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or maybe maybe that, like that. maybe like how um, like Christianity kind of came into like Czechoslovakia and maybe like tried to push away like their original beliefs a little bit, you know, which like yeah, happened perhaps. all the time. Um, which is why like I, I I found interesting like the mixing between the different like spirituality like beliefs here. Mm-hmm. Um. The. Yeah, actually, I, I just like saying it out loud. It like makes you think a little more about the that scene where he's like talking about what they did in Africa, and uh, she seems like naive to it. You know, like we yeah. we get it what he's saying as a viewer, um, but she's just kind of like, okay, like she. I think she asks him some questions, like, oh, did she go on to become a, a sister or something like that? Yeah, and they, um, they called her like, like like a whore or something, right? Well, I think he says it in an indirect way because he's yeah. like oh we helped her like see the truth and like we helped to convert her and then so valerie is like oh so did she become a sister then like a nun and he's like no she got lost in like a port town which is basically that yeah yeah she became yeah. a whore is what he meant but mm-hmm. i don't think he said that like in plain i think i think he said prostitute but i could be wrong I, I okay of, i'm not yeah. i wasn't sure if he said yeah. that like in plain language to her yeah he but, but you're totally like, right in the sense that mm-hmm. like it's kind of like hidden like it's not yeah she seems right she seems a little oblivious and that's why like because that happens before he attempts to like assault her so she doesn't i think it's almost like she doesn't have the appropriate amount of fear for like men like that yeah Uh, definitely not yeah i think it's definitely yeah it's like a little part of the coming of age thing as well it's like this is where she learns to fear like men and like or like to fear to learn that her body is sexual um and that it's not just like she can't just like be naked and like frolic in the water like you know know, like that's there's a like there's like a tragedy of that where yeah the the unfortunate um, reality yeah yeah it's so like it's so like fairy tale like and idyllic uh i mean throughout obviously the whole movie is kind of like has that look but at least in the beginning um yeah she doesn't seem to really suspect anything and even the the whole thing about the the polecat he like bewitches her or something like you see her going back to save him all the time mm-hmm, um yeah. even though her brother like or like the eaglet he's like no like he's like you know you're bewitched or something like he's he's a va- like he's a monster like he's not actually your dad or blah blah um but she keeps going back to like save his life <laughs> like mm-hmm. resuscitates him even though he you know, like attacks her afterwards it's kind of strange uh i'm sure that there's a you could also um, read an allegorical thing into that as well. Although um, it might be more interesting not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like it, it makes sense. Like that's yeah, that's what I like. But like the dream logic here is like it's, yeah, it's like it, it's like intuitive. It makes yeah, it makes sense. Like in a in a dreamlike way, but also in maybe an allegorical way. It's hard to put into words, but yeah. it makes sense to me. Like um, the the way that things progress yeah there's like these kind of like non-rational um connections that definitely like make sense to your head but maybe not like logically and i think like the yes, film like yes. uses those really really well 
I mean, every <laughs> I hate the way everyone overuses our grooming now. Like, I'm just <laughs> but there is something like groomy about how she keeps like going to help him, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Right, because like she thinks I don't know. She thinks that he's her dad. Maybe. Well, now I'm like confusing the plot reveals, like when <laughs> like when he says that when he doesn't, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or she just she trusts people very easily, like. It that, um, and like and like like a naive kind of like child wife. Yeah, and actually, play, right? it's not just not again not even just about men, but like her grandmother. Like, it's it's funny, <laughs> like how when her grandmother comes back as the young woman and she like doesn't recognize. Her. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> that was funny. But I think, but I think Orlikud does know, like the young man, like he's a little wary of her, right? Um, mm-hmm. as soon as they see her. <laughs> So I think that's also a part of the, the coming of age thing is like the innocence. Yeah, that's like a core part to to put it in words. Like a core part of the movie is like innocence versus right, whatever the opposite of corruption, right? Yeah. Um, um, and like kind of like maybe by the end she has more of an understanding about the people that like she should trust. Um, yeah, but she still maintains this like night naivete. Yeah, this, like, innocent demeanor. But I think that's mm-hmm. what I... Th- that's what I think is cool about, like, when I thought of the the stories of this... I don't remember the name of the saint, but um, there must be, like, multiple at this point. Uh, like, some, like, young girl who is escapes assault somehow by, like, the miracle of, of her being, like, holy. And uh, that's essentially what... Val- like, she repels the, the missionary by causing him to feel guilt. Like, that's, like... Right? Like, that's that's how the saints did it, basically. Like, they were just like, you're going to realize that, um, you know, by hurting me, you're you're sinning gravely against yourself. And that's that's what he, he like, recoils, right? Like, he recoils yeah. after she puts the pearl in her mouth because he somehow, like, so that pearl somehow causes him to, to, to realize that what he's doing is wrong. Um, that's another interesting connection. So, like, she seems to like maintain this goodness like this um goodness about her like even by the end of the film yeah and you hope that like she stays that way because the other people in the village seem to be just morally bankrupt <laughs> like, yeah um I, the thing is uh so you, you brought up like um everyone like having sex at like the end right um yes i i don't know if i agree with that being kind of a representation of them like being like kind of like decrepit you know or like being like more morally bankrupt i uh-huh. at least i definitely think it's like more ambiguous because I, like part yeah. of me wants to say that that it's kind of like oh like people are, like morally bankrupt but also part of me seems like they're kind of like celebrating like life in a way because it seems like they're all like like happy you know for, oh no yeah i part. think there's yeah. an for me the amb- the ambiguity is like the fact that it's um it yeah like what you said also it, because it's like such a fairy tale thing, it's like, um, well, it's normal that you think of like sexual things, right? Like, I don't know how to explain it, like, but yeah, no, no, I, I get it, yeah. It, it kind of makes sense that, like, in this, you know, symbolic representation of, of becoming an adult, she just like constantly notices that, like, people are just like really sexual around each other, right? Um, I think I just say morally bankrupt because, in at least it seems that way like as far as 
like the way that they like laugh and like yeah there's something creepy about it and like they like they look at you and they like entice you like they're like beckoning towards like yeah. when she's walking through the space like people are just like looking at the camera and like saying like come over here like basically yeah it is kind of um, weird for sure and like definitely so, we, t- we, we talk about like the priest being like creepy and like trying to rape her and then like mm-hmm. the whole town like kind of rally- rallying behind him when like he tries to burn mm-hmm, her at the mm-hmm. stake you know um, yeah yeah they're like they're not they're not they don't seem like morally upright people yeah. um, but i do no, no i do think you're right in in the fact that it's not like sexuality is bad it's like what the movie is saying because i think mm-hmm. that like we mentioned the head saying like with the other woman that scene didn't seem like evil to me like it no. seemed like one of the one of the scenes where like the character seems like a good person like i don't think that yeah was... yeah definitely like i i think and it's... she was a victim too like oh, she was a victim sure. of the she was a victim of the vampire thing and also like um, a victim of like um like the patriarchal society as well and yeah like, we live in a society bro like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like she needed she didn't have the she married someone because she needed like stability and like she seemed half willing like she was like yeah like i don't think she was like crying and was like no i don't want to marry him by the same time she was like surrendering herself to something she didn't really want because you just don't have that much choice really mm-hmm. um i would imagine <laughs> at that time was like marriage went. um and yeah so she's like a victim of that it's interesting that now that we say that like the vampire scene where she gets bitten is strange because it's like they don't know that they're there like do you know what, like yeah that's she, weird <laughs> like like she and the husband are gonna have sex and then there's like two people in the room but they don't see them right. and so and like the grandma, that makes the you, grandma and polka right so that makes you think that like that vampire thing is obviously symbolic because like it happens without like like the actual like the actual vampire could be there or not yeah that's because well the whole like vampire but they're being thing. drained like having her soul being drained by like marrying this guy yeah is like 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 that's like the consummation of marriage and then bam at the same time there's a vampire sucking on your neck <laughs> yeah no i i don't i definitely agree with you there. like the whole like vampire yeah. thing has like this kind of like very i guess vampire like, explicit, um... like vampirism is sexual yeah yeah yeah. yeah. vampires are sexual like monster like Mm -hmm. any vampire like dracula is so like if you ever read it or like watch any dracula movie like it's very sexual (laughs) nosferatu have you seen um uh the herzog remake of nosferatu nosferatu the vampire i don't remember (laughs) okay I've seen something like a silent nosferatu but i don't remember which one got it okay um i would recommend it's like yeah yeah it's the vampires are like like yeah if you have you read dracula like i have he like goes Okay, he, like, goes to a castle, and he, he, like, there's this weird sexual energy with him and the vampire, honestly, yeah. and then, then he, like, walks into a room, there's, like, these sexy vampire women, like, <laughs> like, like, because the whole act of, like, like, sucking on someone's neck is, like... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty explicitly <laughs> sexual, yeah. <laughs> right, so it's, it's funny that, like, how, um, yeah, that's, like, another example, I guess, of the, the unrealistic stuff making sense, in a way, because it's... I mean, the way that shot is framed, too, in the bedroom, like, the consummation, um, they got, like, the bed in the middle, and then, like, the two figures on the sides, and then, like, they bite her at the same time that, like, the husband is starting to, like, kiss her and stuff. So, it's, like, a tab, with, like, a tableau, I guess, like, when, I love, I love when movies have, like, I love when movies have, like, occasional, like, the shots that are, like, framed in this weird theatrical way, but not the whole time. 
when it when it's like too much it's a little bit too theatrical but like right but like when they have like these like moments of it i love that like i'm like chef's like chef's good (laughs) (laughs) um and if yeah because it's a fairy tale like story it kind of makes sense that they have these it's it's like an embellishment you know it's an embellishment of reality rather than a replacement yes exactly so yeah one of the things oh hevigel being like so the scene with her and valerie it's like yeah, it's, like, everything is, like, towing this line of, like, is it is it moral or not? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> right? Like, is it okay for a, tw- like, like, a 20-year-old woman to make out with a 13-year-old? Maybe not, but, like... <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably not. But, like, in the, in the context of the movie, it, like, feels okay because it's just, like... It makes sense. Um, one, you don't, one, you don't even know if it's real or if she's just thinking about it. Um, and then, two, like, yeah, it makes sense and, like it makes sense to have these two like as what what do you call that they're not like they're not like parallel but they're like similar Mm -hmm. but obviously valerie is the focus and maybe have you you could read as like being the future of like of her someone like her you know what i mean like the future of a young girl Mm -hmm. um your choice your choice is either to marry an old guy or to become a nun like (laughs) it's not it's not it's not a great uh, future unfortunately for them uh, yeah so period. that scene feels well I, then again we don't know the age of the older girl either so she could be actually younger i feel i feel um, like helvika was um also underage but i i mean i'm not sure. yeah it's possible yeah. that she was like 16 or something because i mean like, just just in the fact of like the, the the sharp contrast between like her like really like old and like gross husband compared to her i thought it was like kind of implying that she was maybe a little bit older than valerie but not like that much older yeah, yeah. I mean, also, like, movies use adult women to play, like, teenagers all the time. So yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just, like, maybe, yeah, maybe she's supposed to be a teenager. So, like, that's, yeah, again, like, uh, maybe that, answering that question of, like, doesn't really matter. It's just, like, that scene makes sense to me. Like, it's, yeah. it's sweet. It's, like, they, as she says, like, you've saved me from the, like, the effects of the bites that she has. But I love, right. like, that weird like real but not real thing because like the vampire thing seemed to have actually happened to her like she has the bites mm-hmm. to show for it um but somehow she didn't see it ha- like i don't know i love that like i love the sur- that's the surreal part that i like yeah and then somehow the next day it's gone because she was saved by valerie's love it's uh the um like the underlying problem is still kind of there in the sense that mm-hmm. like um she's feeling like drained emotionally probably physically because of this marriage um mm-hmm. but also she might feel drained because of like this vampire bite you know yeah yeah. and like this encounter it... with like valerie could like either like literally or like figuratively i think like, it's a rejuvenate, bit rejuvenate yeah i think her, it's a bit know? like tongue-in-cheek like i said yeah. about the symbolism being like on the nose like that's what i think of the the vampire like the consummation of the marriage thing is it's like it's so there like they just put the, literally put them in the same room and had it happen yeah. at the same time like like the symbolism is like very like on the nose in that way so it's like probably fair to read it as representing that right. um and also i guess the other thing we didn't mention is like it could just be like the sexual thing might just be her like imagination but you yeah. could argue that it's like even just platonic like friendship could save her like right that that makes sense like in yeah um i definitely do think that there is like 
an aspect of like the platonic mix of the sexual in like a weird way yeah yes. i don't know like how to describe that but i found it really interesting because like mm-hmm. at the same time while i definitely view this as like a homosexual encounter it does also feel like like a friendship i don't know like they, they both yeah feel, like, you could say valid. that it's like yeah yeah or you could say like uh the like the sexuality or the, the sexual nature of it is like it it could be there or it couldn't but it's a un it's a unification like that's what's the point like there's like mm-hmm. a unity of of body and soul or something yeah. like that and whether or not the body part goes as far as like full-on sex it's like i mean you could say that with the brother too like like i mentioned earlier where it's like i feel like there's this element of a little girl like okay when a little girl fantasizes about prince charming it's not like a 13 year old boy right like Mm -hmm. she's thinking of like an older guy because they're just that's just how you picture picture things i guess in a fairy tale book they imagine themselves as being older as well um and so like her that like weird like incesty like (laughs) that one is like the one of the elements i don't know how to make like what it is it is weird especially i think it is especially weird because we don't actually know whether it is like an ancestral relationship or not you know Um, yeah because in the beginning like i almost thought like oh that is kind of cute like i hope that like it's sweet that she like saves him all the time and like mm -hmm. i I like their love but it's like well whoa like (laughs) whoa you better not be better not be Um, (laughs) but then it's like oh well maybe the whole cat was just saying that and he's not actually their father but we don't really know um, right and even, um, even like at the end when the grandma kind of implies that like they have the same father right yeah because there there was a letter that said like her that was her brother's name or something mm-hmm. and their father was was the was a gamekeeper or something instead Coachman? of the bishop or yeah, instead of the yeah. instead of the bishop right. which the bishop was the the whole cat i guess right but, um well, I guess uh, I kind of lost my trail there, but, like, something about... Oh, it's, like, the, the weird... You know the whole thing about how, like, cla- the ancient Greek has, like, bajillion words for love? We only have one, right? Like, um. <laughs> this sort of, like, the love saddles so many different kinds. Like, there's the eros, uh, the... the What's... I don't know what the, the words are. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the I'm words a, either. Yeah, I'm a but brainlet, I so yeah, I it, I'm, like, a... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a brainless. So I don't know these different <laughs> forms. I know there's there's one for Eros, and there's one for, like, God's love, which is, like, agape or something, and then there's yeah. the friendship love. Yeah, that's, that's, like, yeah that, that's Latin, right? I think? I think it's, no, it's Greek. It's, it? okay. There's the French, huh. yeah, it's, I think it's Greek. There's Greek, there's a, and then there's, like, the friendship, and there's the family, right? And there's, like, yeah. in this movie, it's, like, all of them at once. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, yeah, you're right. It's, like, all of them at once. It's 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 complicated. <laughs> It's, yeah, um, exactly. And I think maybe that's why, like, a lot of people might view this movie as problematic, censored. Maybe not like, being <laughs> able to like separate these like different kind of things, as like this film yeah, is kind of like trying yeah. to like mix all of these together, you know. Which I mean, don't get me wrong, certainly like does result in like problematic elements, but also it's, it's a lot more than that, you know. Yes, and I think that there's the, the. It's I mean it's fun to me because it's like so. Yeah, all those things of love are, like, jumbled up. And and it makes sense, like, developmentally, um, you know, as a person. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Exactly. And when you're at that age, like, it is, like, <laughs> it's confusing. And it's, like, you know, <laughs> like, there's so much complication to that. Um, 
Uh, and I think, I guess overall, I'm defending it because it's like I, it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> but I'm not defending. Like, I'm not gonna die on the hill like defending. Yeah. Director himself. You can certainly <laughs> find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, he you, probably you... is a sex worker. Like, <laughs> yeah, he might be. <laughs> Once again, you, you... Once again, I, I don't doubt that. There's nothing wrong <laughs> in finding like value in like problematic works directed by problematic people. You know, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, like... like I mentioned, like Polanski earlier. Like he's like a horrible dude, but he has made like some interesting movies that ha- that do say interesting things while also and there's also a gradient of bad people like there are people like that like Polanski and then there are people who are just like maybe they're just rude to their actors or something like you know there's directors who do that there's certainly Um, like a difference between like Polanski who like literally raped somebody and then like Tarantino who was like a weird like foot fetish and like might be explained (laughs) that way you know (laughs) (laughs) also like you know Hollywood is especially older i don't know i mean probably now too but like oh yeah there's there's this whole like issue with um like the power structure and how it's interesting also sexually yeah yeah but also the interesting thing is like so i know some of the french new wave girls like they've spoken about it and they're like no i like consented like brigitte bardot has some like i mean she's kind of a freak but like yeah she said something (laughs) about she i mean but she i mean i still like her though it's like i i I think she says something about like oh, i had no problem like showing my ass like to the director if i wanted to get a role like that's just like yeah. how she like did her stuff like and um it's a complicated I'm... relationship that i think i feel like a lot of people try to make simple because it's, it's very difficult yes. to like understand you because know because this is the thing like people don't normal people don't get is like people who, like like people who want to become famous are not the same like i don't have that tendency in me like i don't like I wouldn't do that just because I don't, like, I don't want to be a star, right? Like, but, like, if you really want that, you'll do anything, right? It's, like, it's complicated because, obviously, people take advantage of other people, but, um, you know, a lot of, it, unfortunately, a lot of, like, a a lot of uh, good art that was made before is just, uh, you know, there's a lot of complications. It's very exploitative. I mean, like, some of my favorite movies, for sure, like, have, like, very, like, yeah. Like explicitly like terrible problematic and like exploitative elements. I mean like um like in for like Andre Rubliov, uh like a horse is like literally like shot in the head for that movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and like it results in like probably like one of the most beautiful shots in like all of cinema, but like yeah, a horse <laughs> was literally murdered for like <laughs> and like there's all these like, you know, like like I said before, like all these like like the Weinstein company and mm-hmm. um just like the, the history of like entertainment and, and cinema for sure. I guess the French yeah. one, the French one could be just because like, well, you know, maybe French people are just more inclined <laughs> to sex perversion. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but there are yeah, there are certainly like elements of. But it's um... it's just interesting to consider like those actresses, like the fact that they're like, oh no, like like some of them don't care that much, and some of them do. Cause, like obviously, some of them ended up being really successful and some of them didn't yeah. so it's like <laughs> you <laughs> i think i think oh. the argument here with valerie is that um it might have been exploitative since like she was like yeah. her age like the actress herself yeah um mm-hmm. and i i definitely like yeah i can definitely see how that could be bad but it's fair to like look it's like fair to like not want to watch this because she's yeah. 13. <laughs> yeah. but i just i guess in my like in my defense and like people who maybe felt the same way as me and like Again, I watched this when I was, like, younger. Uh, I don't know, maybe, like, 
16. Uh, it, it's still like it's still metal. like I still loved I loved it a lot, and it was like one of those movies that like put, you know gets you into film, like so to speak. Like I'm sure you have something like that. Oh yeah. Um, or like books that get you into reading serious books, like yeah. I'm I'm doing air quotes in my mind, <laughs> but like this is like one of, this is one of those for me, and that's like um, I don't know. It spoke to me, and it still does. Like I still watch it now, and I'm like this is so beautiful, and I still love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fair to it's fair to like raise questions yeah. about doing like this for sure. Yeah. Um, but I still can't like I just can't stand like the brat the brat pit like <laughs> um, moralizing though is what. <laughs> It's like what? Annoying. Yeah, I mean, you know, people people don't really a lot of a lot of people don't feel comfortable when you know talking about these like very complex issues. So there's only, there's yeah, only so but, much you can do, right? But like she just like people like when people simplify it in that way, they're like again, what well, we we mentioned about this the screenwriter mm-hmm. being like the one who wrote Daisy, like she's the woman, right? Like, um, I mean, she wrote the script, she wrote this script, and yeah. Well, I guess that goes back to like the whole thing about filmmaking. Like, is it the director purely or? Oh God, no! Um... no <laughs> Auteur theory is the stupidest thing that's ever yeah. invented. Right. So it's like it's interesting that she writes in her review something about like, oh, this is just another like example of like men telling, men exploiting women telling their stories. Yes, probably exploitation. I would agree with. But mm-hmm. as far as like the men telling women's stories, women's story thing is like, well, it was written by a woman, right? And um, at least for me, I don't. I think it was, it made sense. Like it just made it makes sense to me. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with um, enjoying like problematic material. I mean, I, <laughs> I like uh, as long as you like acknowledge uh, that it can be problematic. I think it's that's, yeah. That's and also like, yeah, like and also like if we if we like judge like everything for being problematic and only like dismiss it because of you're that, never there's, gonna there's enjoy gonna be ed- left. Yeah, nothing is going to be enjoyable for you yeah. except for literal children's cartoons. Like I. Not I, even I that, think, honestly. I, There's, like, a lot I of make times this where... Joke, <laughs> I make this joke where I'm like, look, people who, like, have this attitude, like, towards art only want you to listen to, like... Like, they, they only want you to watch, like, Steven Universe or something. Like, I don't... Like, I don't... That's, like, the only thing I can think of. That. You know, the funny thing is about that example is I have a lot of friends who used to be fans of Steven Universe that now actually hate it because they see, like, the messaging as, like, really bad. So like even like, even just, that like even even that it seems exhausting right like mm-hmm. it seems exhausting to me like that's why I don't um I don't believe in like uh being I don't, know, I don't believe in like being that setting yourself with those limits like yeah um, as far as what you're what you're allowed to um I mean like William Faulkner is like one of my favorite authors we just talked about the sound of the fury in the last podcast oh um, class I mean I love like old literature and it's like every time people are like oh like those writers are just racist old men i'm like okay like i'm not trying to be am i trying to be their friend though is the point it's like (laughs) i'm not trying to be friends with any of these people like they're dead like okay they're probably not going to be nice to me if i were to time travel back in time and say hi to them Mm -hmm. but like (laughs) but like i'm not gonna stop like and be like, I'm gonna stop reading this because they were old and racist. Yeah, and like, like you have to, you, you definitely have to like take it into account like during the time period, and also, right? Yeah, you can, you can, you can get like really interesting things out of problematic material, but you have to acknowledge that, that right. material is problematic. You know, you have right. to, you have to do your due diligence there. That doesn't mean you have yeah. to dismiss like the entire work as a whole, though. It, that's kind of like a branded opinion. And this ends our discussion on Valerie and her week of wonders.
please join Emily and I when we discuss The Devils, the 1971 film directed by Ken Russell, on part two of this podcast.